Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... Our party continued on the road to Filan Lodge in search of the gnolls that have been wreaking havoc along the Sword Coast. On the edge of the Ardeep Forest, Jake sensed danger looming in the air, and suddenly the forest came to life with the maniacal laughter of their dreaded quarry. No ambush! The hunters became the hunted as arrows flew at them from all directions. The party scattered as Elric, Cullen, and Borbor charged to close with their mangy assailants. With Agma seemingly absent, and with Cullen suddenly on his back, it looked like our party would be overtaken. Manly grunts were grunted. Guys were dispatched with maximum prejudice. Fireballs were thrown with great alacrity. And though no cakes were frosted, the tables soon turned in our party's favor, and the remaining litterbugs began to retreat. But alas, they did not get far as our party came together to vanquish their cowardly foes. Are these the gnolls from Filan Lodge? Will Esmir remember to get Elric that Glaive on Glaive t-shirt? Is getting hit with an axe Really just like sitting on your keys? And is Jake wise, or is he just really, really high? I wonder. Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. Three days ago, you set out on a quest to investigate an abandoned hunting lodge on the edge of the Ardeep Forest. Your mission is to find and eliminate a group of marauding gnolls that have been terrorizing the countryside along the Sword Coast. Well, you must be getting close, for moments ago you fought and killed four gnolls that ambushed you at the trail that leads to the Phyland Lodge. Above you, the clouds turn a deep red as the sun sinks below the horizon. It'll be dark soon. What do you guys want to do? Search the bodies. Okay. Do we notice any um, insignias on them or anything like that? Any kind of tattoos, anything like that? Okay. You search the bodies of these mangy gnolls and you find nothing but fleas. <laughs> nothing of value or anything that would, you know, signify any um, allegiance or tribal affiliation or anything like that. Okay. Um, can we see if these guys came from somewhere? Like, is there are there tracks? Were they together? Can we do like a little uh, Aragorn maneuver and like pick up some soil and smell it? Um, <laughs> you. You take a look around, and you do find an area off the path here 
where it looks like they had, you know, like a makeshift or temporary camp. There's, you know, some garbage and some gnawed bones and a, a spot where the grass is flattened like they've been sleeping there. And you hmm. get the feeling that they've been here for a while, like like they were posted here to keep an eye on these crossroads. Hmm. I was wondering if there's anything to indicate that they're in league with the uh, the red wizards, but uh, he already said they didn't have anything. Yeah, you like search them and you don't find anything that says, Dear Knowles, love the red wizards. <laughs> Best wishes. See you next summer. <laughs> we should make camp. Yeah, we should make camp, but we should do it off of this trail. Okay. Um, I say we go about a 200, 300 yards north and then find a place off in the woods and just, you know, don't light a campfire. And, and then Esmeralda can set up her alarm spell. Right. So, and that's fine. The the um, we should tuck ourselves in some shrubbery to hide. <laughs> so, do you, do you guys want to head into the tree line, into the our deep forest there? I think or so. Camp out in the grass part. No, no. I think we should. No, we should go into in, the forest. Into the forest. Okay. And I think that we, as we're traveling this way, um, that northeast. Um, a little bit. We need to keep our eyes open for wherever these knolls were coming from. That guy seemed to be booking to try to go get buddies. Yeah. Okay. So you guys start following the trail north, hugging the edge of the Ardeep Forest. It's ancient trees tower over you as you look for a suitable spot all the while keeping your eyes peeled for any more signs of gnolls. All is quiet, and eventually, in the waning twilight, you turn into the dark woods and begin to set up a place to crash for the night. So while you're setting up, let's um, let's determine the watch order for the night. Okay. And I'm, well, I'm going to give Borbor a little snacky because he did such a good job. <laughs> I guess favorite little treat. And I'm going to kind of tend to his wounds a little bit too. Yeah, Boromir, Boromir's not looking very well. Boromir only has a couple hit points left. You did a good job. Um, so yeah, as far as things to do before we set up camp, I was thinking I would burn a hit die to get back some hit points in case we're ambushed. Okay, so while you're setting up camp, you want to take a short rest and yeah, roll some hit die? Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Short rest. Okay, okay. I think I will too. That'll give me back all my shit too. <sighs> really? That's baloney. Oh, jeez. Mm, three hit points. All right, seven. I'll roll a hit die. I'll roll one. I got back five. Did I get hit? So I'm only one down. I'm good. Good, we're good. There we go. I didn't get hit, did I? No. You did not. You did not. No, you were hiding behind me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the watch order going to be for tonight? Um, I will... I'll go last. Whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. I'll go, I'll go second. I'll go third. Did I set my alarm? Do I have to do anything for that? I went to sit by this rock. 
So my my alarm is a twenty foot cube. Right. Okay. And then I'm gonna take my doll, and I'm gonna put my doll out by one of these trees. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. What does your doll do again? It says an assortment of spooky things. My doll. Yeah, I can program her to say six different phrases based on some sort of like trigger so that if somebody walks past her, she says something like, hey, Grickhole, where are you going? <laughs> and that could also alert us. Or I could just have her scream at the top of her lungs or go be-doo, be-doo, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. What do you guys think? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I like the alarm. Have her, have her, her scream at the top of her lungs Oi? or something. Yeah. Have her scream out so we can hear it. You can have her say, Undini! 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 That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so so the doll's going to be there. I'm going to put her on the perimeter. And if somebody walks by, she's going to scream, Undini! Okay. <laughs> Okay, and that's it for now. We'll we'll come up with other ones later. Okay. It just occurred to me you could fit a little saddle and put it on like badge badge, and she could ride him around. That would be fun. Go around the perimeter. Yep, yep, badge badge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys set up your perimeter. Elric takes first watch as the rest of you find a spot to take a long rest. Millions of stars begin to twinkle through the forest canopy as a half moon slowly moves across the night sky. It's just you in the darkness, Elric, but your watch is quiet and soon it's time to wake up Jake. Okay. So Jake, you relieve Elric and find a spot to take your watch. And with no fire, Um, The darkness of the forest just envelops you as you sit and wait. So when I'm on my watch, I'm definitely going to be using my ear horn of hearing (laughs) to see if I could hear anything that I wouldn't ordinarily be able to. Okay. As I'm going to blow a couple dragons out of my pipe. Oh, yeah. And uh, drink some. Slow uh, down there, buddy. Drink some wine out of my tankard of sobriety, knowing, wow. <laughs> knowing that I'm I'm good. I can't even catch a buzz, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of sucks. But hey, I'm on watch. Okay. <laughs> okay. So with your ear horn in your ear and a drink in your hand, you make it through a quiet watch. Uh, nothing happens, and soon it's time to wake up, Esmir. It's time for my nap. <laughs> Jeez, okay, old man. Go to sleep. Don't snore either. You're going to wake up all the goblins. <laughs> you know, once your eyes adjust to the dark, you could see a lot by starlight, especially <laughs> in this day and age when there aren't any unnatural light sources. All right. So, Esmir, you are up and you are on your watch, and you, of course, can see in the dark. It's so weird. Colin, Colin was just talking in his sleep. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. He does that a lot. Wish I could see in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I could see just fine. I kick some dirt on him while he's sleeping. 
All right, Esme, are you doing anything during your watch? Um, well, do I have to roll anything? No. No, um, I could look through the guy's backpacks and maybe steal some of their oh. stuff. Well, then I'm going to oh. have you roll. Okay. If you're going to do that, I'm going to have you roll. I can, right. I can go right in Jake's book. I actually like... keep mine as a pillow now because... <laughs> Every time I wake up, my things are in disarray. <laughs> so I've, I've. Lady come... Luck, you're my best friend. <laughs> what? What? I figured it out. Uh, so now I use it as a pillow. Very I wrote smart. like there's like a page in there. It just has Esmere written in all different ways, <laughs> with like hearts <laughs> with the eye as a heart. <laughs> Agma loves Esmere. <laughs> Okay, so Esmir, you can see 60 feet uh, out with your uh, dark vision. So you scan the perimeter, keeping your eyes on the eerily still forest, when suddenly, behind you, you hear, Utini! Oh, shit. (laughs) Then the silence of the night is broken as a maniacal laughter echoes around the ancient trees. The gnolls have found you. Esmir, roll initiative. Esmir, roll initiative? Yep, and roll for Asilius as well. Okay, hold on. 11. Okay, Esmir, this haunting laughter and cackling is all around you. There's movement in the woods, and it's coming your way, and fast. You're first. What do you do? I'm going to stand up. Guys, get up. And I'm going to kick whoever's next to me. <gasps> Guys, get up. Something's what? in that. Something's in the woods. Okay. Okay. So you're going to spend your turn waking up your party. Yes, I always wake up the guys in the <laughs> bed when, I, when I'm scared. Guys, I'm scared. All right. So... Thanks to your doll, you got a warning and avoided a surprise. And Good job, Dolly. <laughs> and you quickly wake up your party. And as you're doing that, two snarling gnolls burst into view. They both wield glaives. One runs uh, towards a waking Elric, glaive raised, ready to strike him down right there in his bedroll. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the other is suddenly right on you, Esmir. Ah, oh, shicks! The genos right on top of <laughs> and me. And his glaive swings down on you. And he misses. You dodge to the side, and the blade just Shit. it just digs into the ground just inches from you. You got, you got lucky. <laughs> then, arrows begin to fly out from the darkness. One whizzes right over your head, Esmir. Another sticks into the dirt right next to Elric as he's crawling out of his bedroll. Another flies at Jake as he's getting up and hits with a 19 and does three points of damage. Bastard Gino, you'll pay for this. (laughs) And another arrow flies at Cullen as he's reaching for his blades and rolls a 22. It does. That's rough. Oh, it only does two points of damage. It just slices through your shirt as you're uh, crawling out of your bedroll. Oh, I sleep in my armor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now, since uh, Esmir woke you guys up first thing, 
you're gonna get right into it. So the rest of you fellows, roll initiative. Sweet. And Elric, don't don't bother rolling for Ray Ray. It's it's dark. He's up in the tree. Uh, he won't be any help this time. Okay. Uh, eight. Seven. Five. You guys were shit. sleeping good. Now you're all groggy. Yep. What's going on? I'm all I'm all crotchety. I can't get my long rest. <laughs> That's right. So you guys were fast asleep, and now you're being roused from your slumber. The cackling of gnolls swirl around you, and as your human eyes dart around uh, to try and see what the hell is happening, you see shadowy figures moving in the darkness. So all you humans will be rolling your attacks with disadvantage. Oh, shit. Oh, and Borbor too. Cullen. As you're getting your bearings, for a brief second, you see moonlight glint off of a blade. Just a few feet away from you, what do you do? Oh, sweet. So, I'm going to just step five feet over and go after polearm number two. Oh, Uh man. Two twos. Twos? What the hell? (laughs) You gotta be shitting me. You're still rubbing the sleep out of your eyes. Um, well, okay, second weapon. <sighs> Finally. 16 hits. Nine points of damage. All right. And I know I said I wouldn't do it, but I feel like... Um, what did you say you weren't going to do? Well, I, I, last time we played, I said I wouldn't burn an action surge hmm. on an attack. But um, I feel like I should do it. So I'm going to do it and swing with my axe. Please be better than that. 24. Yeah. Nice. 10 points of damage. Critical. Nah, he's in critical condition. Nice. That's what you get for waking me up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Elric, as you're scrambling out of your bedroll, you suddenly see the dark silhouette of a hulking creature charging you and a glaive is about to come down on your head. What do you do? He's 10 feet away. I can get him with my polearm. All right, so I'm going to attack him with my glaive, I guess. All right. All right. So he's targeted. Hit. 19. 19 hits. Damage. Oh, 10. Maximum damage. Oh, man. Maximum damage. Now my bonus butt, the bonus action. Hit. Oh, man, that hit. 13 hits. Puts him into critical. Oh, put him into critical. Both of these polearm gnolls uh, are suddenly in critical condition. They woke up the wrong guys. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you going to move at all? No, I'm not going to move. I'm going to let them come to me. All right. Wait a minute. Those guys have bows, uh, but I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to move. All right. Nice. Jake. Okay. Your long rest has been interrupted. What is going on here? What is going on here? So it's like it's a friggin' genal convention. It's just too dark out here, so I'm gonna light up the night and cast a guiding bolt Shazam. onto genal number two. Oh, 24. Wow. Is a two hit. high rolls. Nice. So this shows that 
when I cast it at a second level or higher, damage increases by 1d6. So I'm going to add a d6 to my 4d6. Gotcha. On the G02, doing Whoa. 21 Holy. points of damage Jesus. and putting him in critical as well. Ouch. Take that, you little bastard! Now, read this with your funny trumpet-looking ears. <laughs> the spiritual weapon of the Book of Agma is flying at your skull, you <laughs> Just see. hit him. Just talking. And I hit with an 18. Ha! Right in your nut. Wow. Disadvantage means nothing Doing to you. six points and kills him. Take that, Genol. You killed him with your hot air. <laughs> he burned him alive. Whatever works, you see, whatever <laughs> works. You talked him to death. <laughs> I know how he feels. Jake, don't forget to check off your second level spell slot there, Mr. It's um oh yeah, I'm sorry. I only checked I checked off the first one by accident. Mm-hmm. Accident. <laughs> All right, very cool. The dark forest is suddenly being lit up by quick flashes of Agma's radiant light, and one knoll goes down. Asilius is next. What's he gonna do? AC. What's an owl to do? Hey, AC. Uh, go over. He's gonna fly over here into this tree branch right here above the genoles reach and he's gonna do a little recon he's gonna look out and see what he can see from there okay asilius flies up to take a look and see if any more knoll hunters are approaching now esmir cullen has engaged the knoll that attacked you but it's still right on top of you its drooling jaws are mere inches from your face what are you gonna do okay I'm going to shock and grasp this little stinker. Oh, oh a 12 misses, barely. Mm. He, he knocks your hand away with his glaive. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> now I'm pissed. All right, so um, do you want to use your bonus action to command Borbor? He can't see well, but uh, the knoll is so close he can he can smell the knoll stench. <laughs> so I can have Borbor just little, give him a little nip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go over to Boromir. Where are you, buddy? There you are. Yeah. Fifteen hits. Good job, Boromir. Oh, Boromir kills him. Thanks, thanks, Borbor. Thanks for the assist. <laughs> Nice job. That's my boar boy. He's Three points of damage. Kills the uh, pole arm knoll. All right. Two down. Nice. My pig killed your friend. <laughs> All right. So this knoll that was about to stab his glaive into a sleeping Elric is abruptly surprised as Elric suddenly rolls out of bed and slices the knoll with his own glaive. The knoll swings. Ah, he misses with an 11. Right on. Maybe it's not as long as you think it is, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, arrows come flying from the woods all around you. One flies past Cullen. One whizzes by just inches from Esmir's face. Then another 
sticks into an ancient tree trunk right next to Elric. Call it. The knoll in front of you and Esmir was just finished off by Borbor. Now, arrows are whizzing past you, but you can't see where they're coming from. What are you going to do? Um... You could make a perception check uh, if you want to try and see if you can guesstimate a direction or origin or something. I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to go with that. That sounds like a brilliant idea, so I think I'm going to do that. As, as Mir's right next to you, you could just ask her, too. Um, yes. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to step next to Esmeralda. She's only five feet away. And I'm going to say, just push me in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> and then roll, I'm going to roll my perception just to hedge my bets. 14. Okay. With a 14, you, you you get a pretty good feeling that the arrow that just flew past you came from the north. All right. So I'm going to just go ahead. She's not in a square, so I'm just going to go 25, 30. And uh, can I tell, can I make them out at all? Squint. <laughs> okay. So you... You head deeper into the dark woods, and you move past an enormous tree trunk. And then you suddenly see, about 30 feet ahead of you, two figures backlit by the moonlight. Okay, well, I'm going to just go ahead and pour on the speed and use my my action to, my whole action to close the distance. I run up to him. With my dread helm and my eyes glowing red, and I and I say to them, "Drop your bows, you bloody cowards! Fight like a man!" All right, cool. <laughs> Elric, deeper in the woods, you hear Cullen threatening someone. What are you gonna do? Well, I'm still engaged with this uh, pole on number one doll, so I'm just gonna continue on. So. Clave. 16 hits. Okay. Damage. Oh, dang. Oh, that was enough. Well, I got it. There you go. (laughs) Dang, he's dead. Seven points was enough. You put it down. Okay. So, uh, I'm just going to stand there because I can't pull my drift globe out and attack at the same time. Okay. So, that's my turn. All right, Jake. Your party is under attack. You just took out a knoll. But there are more out there in the woods trying to pick you off with arrows. But it's just so dark. And you you look out into the darkness to try and find your attackers. Roll perception. Okay. 18. Cool. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. Uh, to the north, about 75 feet away... Uh, you catch a glimpse of a shadowy figure moving out from behind a tree. Oh boy. What I want to do is I want to start to move that in that direction toward him. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Now from here, do I get any kind of movement of shadow or anything? Uh, what about the stench? What about the stench? You know, they got really bad B.O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as you move closer, 
you now definitely make out the silhouette of a gnoll uh, creeping around the tree trunk there. And you make out a longbow. In fact, you think it's aiming at you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, my actions then, what I'm going to do at a disadvantage is I cast Sacred Flame. Failure. So he fails. Yep, he couldn't dodge it. Oh, sweet. Bam. <laughs> Go ahead and roll damage. And he takes three points of damage. All right. Now, my Book of Agma. Can I also cast cast it at the no? Well, you have to move it first, remember? 20 feet per turn. Okay. There's 10 feet here. I'll sock him in his snoot. Dis- and disadvantage again, please. Disadvantage. Miss. Miss. Right over his head. Now, do they have night vision? They do. Okay. So again, like a camera flash going off, for a split second, the dark forest is lit up with light from the heavens. And Jake, you briefly see Noel number four there, and he is definitely aiming at you. And Cullen, you briefly see number three right in front of you pulling out his spear. And a little further behind it, you see Noel number one aiming its bow at you. All right, it is now Acey's turn. What's he gonna do? Does Acilius see anything? He sees uh, what I just described, right? But he does not see any more Knolls in the, you know, in the immediate area here. I'm gonna have him fly down. Say, AC, get behind that guy. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Acilius flies down and over to help Cullen. All right, uh, Esmir, uh, you can see all of this with your dark vision. So, what are you gonna do? Okay, so Asilius is going, I am going to, on my turn, have Asilius shocking grasp knoll number three. Nice. AC, you give zip zaps, okay? Does she get advantage to that attack? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Why don't you do it with advantage? Because I'm on the other side, distracting him. Yeah. Okay, AC, do your thing. All right. Nice. 15 and a 19. 25 hits. Three points of damage. Good job, birdie. And then I'm going to say, AC, now he sees you. So I'm going to have AC fly back up into the tree. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, because I don't want him to die. You don't need advantage. You're a tough guy. But, but I really needed it. Okay. <laughs> AC, if you die, I'll see you tomorrow, okay? Love you. It's still today. Shut up, kid. (laughs) Quit talking. Okay. She reluctantly does that. Okay, Silius flies in to help Cullen and delivers a shocking grasp to the knoll that's just about to spear Cullen. And that knoll continues and stabs at Cullen with advantage and hits with an unnatural 20. Oh, man. And does nine points of damage. Where does he get advantage? Because you can't really dodge, because you can't see. Oh. Don't get sassy with the DM. 
Go and get you. <laughs> That's right. All right. So now, uh, Noel number one sees Cullen charging and shouting at them with his <laughs> with his eyes glowing red from his dread helm, Ooh. and it's like, what the hell is that? And it fires an arrow at Cullen with advantage. Misses. And he still misses Sweet. with a 12. Ooh, nice. He's scared uh, by the charging red eyes. Nice. <laughs> now, Noel number four has leveled his bow on Jake and fires with advantage. And hits another oh. unnatural 20. Damn. And does, ooh, nine points of ooh. damage, maximum oh damage, boy. as it sticks into your shoulder. Oh. And then it turns and runs deeper into the forest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Cullen, you've charged this knoll and he just jabbed at you with a spear. So now, with AC giving you advantage, it cancels out the disadvantage of the dark so you can now attack normally. Oh, so if he's right next to me, five feet away, I can't see him well enough to attack normally? Right. Don't get sassy. Oh, okay. Well, this is not good. This is less than ideal. They have a significant advantage on me. Well, fighting in the dark is not really the ideal situation for you. Humans. Humans. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. So, does it take a whole action to to light a torch? Yes. I'm just going to have to make a straight attack. And hopefully I can kill this guy really quick. Otherwise, I might be in trouble. So let's try the vicious axe. Shit. An eight misses. And the long sword. Hits. Ah, uh, 24. Nice. Moderate damage. Eight points of damage. All right. Elric Elbion. What is your party doing? Where are the gnolls? You don't know? Because it's dark under this thick canopy of trees. What is Elric gonna do? Elric is going to pull out his drift globe, toss it up in the air, and shout, Daylight, Dias! <laughs> Dias! Nice! Daylight, Dias, saving times! You know, you can cast it without daylight, just regular light. You know, that's two different things. Right, okay. but, but the daylight has a the daylight has a 60-foot radius of sphere ah. spreads out from a point you choose within the range. The sphere is bright, light, and sheds dim light for an additional 60 feet. Oh, my goodness. So it's bright light for 60 feet, then out to 120 feet, it's dim light. Mm, see? So it's bright like daylight now. Oh, awesome. That That's my action. That That's a whole action, right? To do that? Yep. Okay. So you guys are fighting these gnolls in the darkness, trying to, to get a bead on these shadowy figures, when suddenly... It's as if the sun came out inside the RD forest. Daylight and you, Yeah, and you can all see the gnolls clearly now. And they all have a, have a look of shock and surprise as they recoil from the sudden bright light in their faces. Their cover's been blown. And Jake, you now see gnoll number four way over here to the north. What are you gonna do? There goes Noel number four running away. Get him. It looks like he's running away. Oh, he is. So I am going to go. Um, Stop the fiend. Well, 
I'm going to. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt on him. And so... Oh, boy. No disadvantages this time, which is nice. Oh, yeah. 23. Sweet. So I hit him. Again, I'm going to use a level 2 slot uh, to do 5d6 radiant damage on you him. Could, you should call the slot before you hit, right? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Got you. Yep. 19 points kills him. Wheat. Try to run away from me, will you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very cool. A bolt of radiant light streaks through the woods and hits the escaping knoll right in the back, and it it flies forward and falls dead on the forest floor. And uh, not too far away, Asilius is flapping above a, above another knoll's head. There, you gonna leave him there, Esmir? Yes. All right. So now it's your turn, Esmir. Elric, just use the sphere you gave him to light up the night. What are you gonna do? The Elric Sphere. <laughs> Elrico Sphere. So Esmir is going to uh, tell Asilius. Hey, do it again, okay? The thing that we talked about, the thing and the thing. Yeah, do that again. <laughs> Just going to shock and grasp. Oh, it looked like a 20, but oh. it was a 2. You can roll again because you should have advantage. Advantage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm there. Yeah. Cullen's... Dancing around with his sword. All right. Oh, oh that's 19 a good plus a 6 is a 25. Ouchies. Nice. You could kill him. Oh. No. One, one point of damage. That didn't kill him. Did a static electricity. <laughs> Singed his hair. All the hair on his body just poofs out. Looks like he just got out of the dryer. <laughs> now you look even stupider, Gino number three. Okay, so... Noel number one, he sees the night turn to day, and then he sees his buddy's hair poof out, and it's like, oh, this is some crazy magics. And being a cowardly Noel, it turns and runs deeper into the forest, full speed, 60 feet. I think we're going to catch him. And, and then a second later, I don't you all hear out in the woods, Utini as it runs past the doll again. <laughs> Utini. Thanks, Dolly. The last knoll here, number three, is engaged with Cullen, and it jabs its spear at him and misses with three. a seven. Okay, Cullen. So with plenty of light now from uh, Elric's drift globe, you see a knoll retreating into the forest. It looks uh, like it's just you and Noel number three here. What are you going to do? I'm going to attack him. No Whoa. fucking way. Oh, two ones. That's not fair. And can I use my inspiration to avoid this problem? You could use inspiration to re-roll. That's what I'm going to do. I have an inspiration die. Piece of shit. You shouldn't be allowed to get two ones on electronic die, dice. Yeah, that seems crazy to me. You should too. be able to roll a real die. No, but, but if Definitely. it was 220s, you'd be so happy. You'd be jumping up and down. <laughs> I love fantasy grounds. <laughs> 24. Slashing damage. Jeez. One hit point. Oh, but it's all he needed. Hey, it's all you Five needed. Five points of damage kills... Noel number three. Nice. Sheesh. If I'm not killing something every turn, then, you know, I'm not doing a very good job of being a fighter. 
this guy. As we gather, because the other guy just booked off into the woods, I think that we need to move our camp. Because I don't know what's coming back. If this is going to be like the last time we tried to take a nap in the R Deep Forest on the way to the uh, Harp Shield Castle, we're just going to keep getting attacked and attacked. Yeah, that was a mess with the orcs. We need to find a nice motel, for God's sake. We never get any sleep. We might as well go to the Forlorn Hills and just go sleep there. Yeah, I hear they have short stays. Jesus. The Forlorn <laughs> Six. <laughs> the goblins are like, we'll keep the lights out for you. <laughs> sure will. We got daylights, baby. We don't need your lights. <laughs> Speaking of light, how long does it last? <laughs> it's like, is there a festival over there? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's nothing like lighting up the, the woods. But um, if we, that's why we should probably move from this location, don't you think? We should probably move. So you can, I think you can stop the spell anytime you want. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop the spell and uh, put my drift globe away. So you could see. Can you see in the inventory when you click on Drift Globe? Oh, inventory. See, see, I was I was looking at my actions. Yes, here we go, Drift Globe. So you have the light spell and the daylight spell, and it lasts. The daylight spell actually lasts for one hour if you don't do anything wow. to it. And so does the light spell. Okay. Okay. So Elric turns off the Drift Globe, and suddenly the forest becomes dark again. Where did everybody go? <laughs> now you guys really can't see. Ah. Oh. Yeah, now it's really dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I light my torch. I light my candle, and I find my way back. I curse the darkness. How can you guys stand having those eyeballs? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so your long rest was uh, interrupted by a null patrol. You stopped their attack, but... One of them managed to get away and has run off into the forest somewhere. Um, it's about 2 a.m. As you look up through the dark canopy, you see the half moon directly above you now, and you still need a long rest. What do you guys want to do? I think that we should move uh, at least a little bit. Yeah. And I'd say we hide the bodies in the underbrush. <laughs> okay. I'm doing it. I'm so not moving anybody. Whether you want I'm to not help moving or not. Bodies. Okay. Go ahead, kid. Esmir and I sit there and we just hey. kind of smile and laugh. Oh man, do you got some of that twinkling pipe weed while we while these kids move the dead bodies around? <laughs> Why, yes, I do. All right, you guys, go ahead. Get the underbrush all fixed. Yeah. Up. Nice. I'm gonna pull out my little uh, pipe of pipe of monsters and blow a and cool. blow a. Uh, a I got some dragon. gummies from the shop too. <laughs> Smoking and eating edibles. That's our mentors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys mentioned moving camp. Uh, if you look at the map, I marked your campsite there. Um, you made camp right inside the RD forest there, right, uh, right on the edge, pretty much. Oh, okay. Okay, so let's go into the woods a little bit. This is starting to feel very familiar. Well, having no better ideas, I agree. Let's just go into the woods a little bit further. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so are we keeping the same watch? Order? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. yeah. So Jake's gonna go in there and lay down with his uh, pack underneath his head, and I look at Esmir and give her like a little stink eye. What? What? Why? Leave what? my possessions alone when I sleep. We'll, oh. see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. And then I wait. Hold on. Yep. I have okay. Esmir is going to forget your doll out in the woods. Yeah, I got the I got the my Kurgan. Kurgan. She is going to take a. She's going to take out her Tinder Tinder box, and she's going to take a dry cloth and soak it in light oil. And she's gonna put a little pile of sticks in them there. She's like, guys, okay, I'm setting this up, okay? Do you have oil? If someone wakes Do you have oil in your bag? I have a tinder box. Doesn't mean you have oil. Well, it says that it's in there. It does? This small container holds flint, fire, steel, and tinder, usually dry clo- cloth soaked in light oil. Oh, soaked in light Used oil. Used to kindle okay. a fire. Gotcha. Cool. You question Esmir. That's not nice. Esmir knows her stuff. She's very I'm gonna, organized. I'm going to help her. I'm going to make it an even bigger pile of sticks. Okay. So, whoever gets the zippity zaps first has to light this. If it's me, I'm just going to shoot a little fireball at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm concerned that it might just explode it. That's fine, too. Esmir doesn't mind. <laughs> The Great Our Deep Forest Fire of 1485. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. O'Leary's gnome. <laughs> hey. So, right. um, so AC's gonna be on watch. Okay. Um, my Kurgan's gonna be on and watch. Okay. And I'm gonna set the alarm. Okay. In uh, th- you know, three different, you know, like a triangulation pattern i'm gonna say something fancy like that i'm gonna triangulate my warning system my esmir's early detection warning system for genols <laughs> elric jake join us over here by the emergency fire <laughs> <laughs> all right so you guys have made a new camp you set up your perimeter and you uh, start your long rest again. And Elric, you have first watch again. You uh, sit by the emergency fire there while your party rests. And you keep your eyes and ears peeled for any moving about in the darkness of the ancient forest, which uh, is eerily quiet. And your watch goes by without any disturbance. So uh, it's time to wake up Jake. Okay. So Jake, you take your watch and you sit in the darkness, perhaps, you know, contemplating something you've recently read or written, when suddenly the stillness is broken. When you hear a noise further out in the woods, something is moving through the forest. You you spring to your feet and focus on the direction of the noise, and you hear it move further away from you until again the the woods are quiet whatever it was uh you know it has moved on and soon it is time for esmir's watch i'm gonna wake up esmir and i'm going to tell her um what i heard but it passed 
I didn't see anything, but keep your dark vision peeled because there's something was out there. It could be some kind of little furry woodling creature. I have no idea. A goblin eating chips. It could be that too. Um, something that maybe smelled smelled our twinkling pipe weed, and oh, now yeah. it's got the munchies. Okay. Yeah. So so that's that. I'm going to just. You go uh, night nights. Do you want me to tuck you in a little bit? You want me to tuck you? In? Uh, you tuck. No, thank you. But thanks anyway. Okay. Night nights, <laughs> sweet dreams. So Esmir, you take your watch. Uh, you and Acilia scan the forest with your dark vision, and all is quiet and uneventful. And as your watch ends, you start to see the sky begin to lighten as the sun nears the horizon. And uh, it is time for Cullen to take watch. Hey, kid. Get up. It's your turn. All right. I got my tinder, okay. got my flint, and my torch, and I'm ready. Okay. Listen. Listen, kid. I'm listening. Shh. You have to say it so loud. <laughs> I'm listening. The old man thought he heard something, but you know how he is sometimes, you know. But he said he heard a little cr- crunching in the woods. So it could have just been him and his snack bags. You know how he is. But And if you look over, you would see me like like <laughs> sleeping and clutch, clutch to my chest is my, my ear horn. <laughs> my ear horn of hearing. <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep, but before I do, I'm going to fill his ear horn up with dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do anything. They're so mean. Blame me for everything. So, Cullen, you take your watch, uh, and soon you can see everything as the sun rises and a new day dawns on Faerun. And then you see Borbor over there go poof as he disappears back into the Fae. We forgot to say bye to Boromir. He was so nice. He did such a good job. Yeah. All right. You've survived another night in the Ardeep Forest. And I will uh, give you guys a long rest here. For sure. Long rest. All right. So I'm going to find. I'm going to go over to where my horse is standing and give him an apple. Nice. Okay. So the rest of you wake up to a chilly morning here in the forest. Uh, a thick mist has rolled in over the damp forest floor as you prepare uh, for your date with the Filand Lodge. So uh, what are you guys doing? Okay, guys. First, Esmir has to do all her morning stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's going to get her gray bag of tricks out. She's going to be a cookie fuzzy. Who do we got today? A boar again. Boar, boar. Oh, it's like you never left. Now he's all healed. Yay. Sweetheart. Okay, and then I'm going to roll my portent. I'm going to sit in, I'm going to sit Indian style by the fire that was never lit. Oh, that could be interesting. That's a good one. Some good things might happen, kids. <laughs> oh. Well, that could be very helpful, too. Ah, today might be a pretty good day. Got a 15 and a 17. So, Esmir sees good things in your future. Cool. 
All right. So, um, are you guys taking your horses? Mm. Yes, I think we should take our horses. Well, this area is safe. Why don't we just leave them staked out in this area? How far away are we from the lodge? Yeah, that's important. Well, Elric, uh, you go off uh, into the woods to do your morning ritual. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and you're uh, looking out into the forest. And you suddenly catch a glimpse of something off in the distance. Oh, jeez. Maybe like a little over uh, 200 yards away. It's a rooftop. And you think to yourself, that's got to be the lodge. You're much closer than uh, you think you were. That's not very far. It's not. We could skirt through the perimeter of the forest, staying hidden by the trees. So do we want to take our horses to the edge of the woods or leave our horses here? I'd say here. I mean, is there a reason why we're not taking the main road? Is it just to stay out of sight? Well, we can only assume that the lodge is teeming with unwelcoming folk. Yeah. If we assume otherwise, we'll probably regret it. Okay. So if we leave our horses here, but I definitely want to leave them into the woods because it's an intersection there. Oh, absolutely. We are some hundred yards into the woods. Okay. All right. You guys tie up the horses, grab your gear, and follow Elric through the misty woods. And in the distance, you begin to see the man-made structure, and you head in that direction, and are soon at the edge of the Ardeep forest, looking upon the ruins of the Phyland Hunting Lodge. Well, you, at least you think it's the edge of the forest because the land that this lodge was built on is being reclaimed by nature, right? Uh, before you on the ground, uh, you see remnants of a, of a wooden palisade that once, uh, you know, encircled this lodge and kept the forest and its inhabitants out, but no longer, right? The forest has moved back in. Uh, you see vines and plants uh, cover its crumbling stone walls and they're creeping their way through open windows and gaping holes in its rooftops. It's an eerie sight as the mist creeps around this structure that, you know, once entertained the most noble and prestigious families of Waterdeep. And now it's nothing more than a rotting shell, like like a graveyard in the woods. I don't like hunting lodges. No. Well, no one likes hunting lodges infested with gnomes. Uh. No. Sorry. Gnolls. See what I mean? <laughs> see what I mean? Yes, it's an easy mistake to make. It's insulting. <laughs> Finally, well rested, we leave our heroes at the edge of the ancient Ardeep Forest. Phylon Lodge is within their sights, but it's what they can't see that leaves them worried. What is waiting for them inside the lodge, and what is lurking about in the forest? Who is this Aragorn fella, and why does he have a maneuver named after him? 
What do gnolls really look like when you take them out of the dryer? What? And, and, and will Esmir ever leave Jake's possessions alone when he sleeps? Yeah, right. Well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Rogue Radio. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. Alright, so the players are about to experience the third major area, or dungeon I guess, in the Scourge of the Sword Coast module, Phyland Lodge. So get ready, get ready for some serious action as they uncover what the gnolls are up to. It's going to be fun, I can't wait. And hey, you know what, if you can't wait... Hey, consider becoming a Patreon where you can have early access to the episodes before they get released, uh, as well as outtakes that don't make it into the episodes. Last time I mentioned how sometimes I cut out us going over the rules and such. Well, some of those conversations are released as bonus content and stuff like uh, the players getting into a long tangent about Val Kilmer because, you know, we're weird. So, yeah. Help support the show. Uh, Any help is really appreciated. You'll find a link at RollRadio.com. There's also a link to Wizards of the Coast, the creators of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module. And a link to Sirenscape.com, where I get all the in-game music and sound effects that uh, I use to enhance the uh, adventure. And a link to Andrew Capone, who created the Roll Radio theme music. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time when the players sneak into the lodge. And if you've been listening to the show, I'm sure you can guess how that goes.